Well, friends, one of my favorite things is talking to authors about their books. First of all, I love books, and if you came to my home, you would know that right away. There are bookshelves everywhere, and I probably have more books than I can ever read in a lifetime. But that doesn't stop me from loving books. But even more than that, I love to hear the heart of the author. I love why the author wrote those words. I know the time and the dedication that goes into writing a book. And this following episode is a recording that I did with a friend of mine, an author friend of mine, about their book. And we're going to be sharing the what brought them to this point, their writing career, but mostly hear their heart. What is the message that they want to get through to the reader? With all the time, with all the energy, with all the effort, really what is the main purpose? So I hope that you will enjoy this episode. You can also go over to my YouTube channel, just search for Trisha Goyer, and you can find the video recording of our interview. So friend, I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I'm sharing my heart and answering questions about faith, writing, homeschool, big family living, and so much more. I'll also be digging deep into meaningful conversations with other authors, speakers, moms, and God lovers. I'm your host, Trisha Goyer, wife to John, mom of 10, author of over 80 books, speaker, homeschooler, avid reader, and mega nap taker. I'm so glad you're here. Hello, readers. I am so happy to be here with my friend, Jennifer Pepito, and we are talking about her book, Mothering by the Book, which I am loving so much. But first of all, Jennifer, welcome. And why don't you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself? I am so excited to be here, Trisha. My name is Jennifer Pepito. I am the mom of seven. I'm so excited because everybody's coming home this weekend. I have three adults. I have a grandbabies coming this weekend, a couple of daughter-in-laws. So, um, so much fun, but I've been homeschooling for 25 years. I've been writing and blogging for a good portion of that. I wrote, uh, actually got to do an interview with Elizabeth Elliott. It was unfortunately just a written interview, but Mm -hmm. Elizabeth Elliott way back in the day. Um, But I... I have for the last six years been running the Peaceful Press, which is a company that helps family connect through literature. So I love helping families discover the joy of reading together. And then I obviously just wrote my first book or uh, it launched in August of this year. So, and that's all about my journey overcoming fear. And I think that's an ongoing journey for all of us as mothers. I love that so much. And I love like, you are my type of person, like reading this book. And just like the books that you talk about and the books that you love, I'm like, oh, so many. Because like I'll say something like Betsy Tacey and people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, how do you not know Betsy Tacey or all these wonderful books? But what I love is that you use great literature to frame around the topic of overcoming fear. 
And you pull out different characters or different situations that happen in these great books. And like the like the one with Pride and Prejudice, like I love that movie and that that version with Colin Firth is just, just like the best. Oh, but God. then when you really show like in the book that the mother's issue, Mrs. Bennett's issue was fear. I was like, oh, I want to go back and watch it again this weekend because you just kind of see like, this is a super annoying person. Like I'm just so just annoyed with her and in the book even more. But then when you wrap it around, like, let's look at our own lives and what fears are you facing? And what does God's word say about this? I thought, this is amazing. I just love how you did that. So tell us like how you came up with the concept of the book and how it kind of has your life wrapped up around the concept. Yeah. You know, I really started with Pride and Prejudice because it's almost like a warning. Like this is what mm -hmm. happens. If we as mothers do not deal with our fears, we end up controlling and manipulative and bitter and self-centered and just not the look we want. Do you know what I mean? Not the joyful, <laughs> thankful, delighted to be a mom look that we're looking for. So I started with that, but one of the books that really spoke to me the most or, or was that kind of aha light bulb moment for me was when we were living in Mexico and I've told this on other podcasts, we were living in off grid you had to drive down a dirt road to get to our house and we were living on a thousand gallons of water a week. So if you mm -hmm. did not get water in at exactly the right time and it rained, you could not be able to get water. You could be stuck just like they were in the long winter. Now you wouldn't be stuck nice. for seven months. You wouldn't run out of food, but you might not be able to take a shower for a couple of days or wash dishes or flush the toilets. So as I was reading the long winter out loud to my children, and experiencing this long winter of our own in Mexico where it was raining a lot, I just saw the way Ma dealt with her fears, mm -hmm. the way that she tried to bring joy into the situation, the way she tried to be thankful for what she could be thankful for. And that really spoke to me and made me want to change my focus or be more thankful or whatever the, the application was that I took from literature to overcome fear. So we can be present and enjoy our lives and enjoy our children. Oh, that's so good. And I love, my favorite thing is reading out loud to my kids. And we have 10, seven of them adopted. And I remember after we went from three almost grown, and then we added in seven of all different ages. And I would be so overwhelmed with homeschooling. I would just lay in bed in the morning, like, I can't do this. There's too many kids. There's a lot of special needs. And I'm like, I just need to get up and I need to read a book. Like, just start reading a book. And we read through... The long winter, like all the Little House on the Prairie books, we read a lot of the YWAM missionary stories. And it, I, as I'm reading your book now, I realize that those messages were kind of like giving me the resolve and like helping me where I was thinking I'm, you know, of course I'm educating my children and we're learning these wonderful stories. But I realized after going through your book that, that those stories and the literature and the message is really what can, can kind of heal our heart, which can give us the courage, which can help us overcome those fears in our own lives. And so like all these light bulbs <laughs> moments are going off from my own experiences as I'm going through your book. So first of all, thank you for that. Cause it made me so like, Oh, that really was impactful in my life. And how in other ways can you see that these books have helped you overcome your fear? Yeah. And I, I love that you brought up how it's impacted your homeschooling because I'm so passionate with the peaceful press with helping families read the books. Cause so many are thinking, Oh, I'll read out loud after we've done our workbooks. 
But the problem is a workbook is not going to give you courage. A workbook mm-hmm. is not going to give you, help you overcome fear. A workbook is not going to give you an example of how somebody overcame a hard situation. Workbooks are just, they, they might help you learn grammar, but they won't shape your heart or your worldview or your character like reading aloud can. And reading aloud is so much more fun. So, you know, it's, it's just, it's such a beautiful journey as a family that as we're reading to our children, we are being healed as well. Mm-hmm. Even right now, I'm reading the, the biography of Ruth Bell Graham. And I'm going mm-hmm. through my own season where my husband's away for a ministry opportunity. And I'm having to kind of like run the ship a little bit. And I'm reading this book and just watching how Ruth Bell Graham navigated her life with so much grace. And I'm like, okay, maybe other people I know in modern history aren't doing this so gracefully. But I see that somebody has, and I can do it as well. You know, another one of the books that helped me overcome fear was Shackleton's Endurance. Have you read that story at all? Yes. Yes. You know, so it's not a, it's not a book about a mom. It's not a book about a family. But when I read that book, it gave me so much courage to lead. I had been feeling like I'd made mistakes. You know how it is when you're an older mom and your kids start like challenging you a little bit and you're like, what am I doing wrong? You know? And so I was starting to feel inadequate to lead my children because I felt like I'd made some mistakes. But then as I read the endurance out loud and I saw how Shackleton had made a big mistake, like he, he, they were, they were in at death's door, essentially. They were, they were stuck in ice and like, overcome like the, the odds were completely against completely them. against them like it was just there's no way they were going to survive this situation it was so bad and he would have he could have thrown up his hands and said okay I screwed up take it take take it yourself you guys figure it out do you know what I mean and that's what we I think yeah. sometimes as moms are tempted to do is to say okay I made a mistake I don't know what I'm doing you guys figure it out but that's not what Shackleton did he picked himself up by his bootstraps And with joy and with courage and bravery, he led his men to safety. Not one man of that expedition died because of his willingness to continue leading. And, you know, the lesson that I really pulled from that was just how important it is for us to forgive ourselves as moms. Mm -hmm. Because if we hold on to a grudge against ourselves, maybe even sometimes against our kids, it cripples us and makes it impossible to lead or to live with any authority, even if it's not about leading our children anymore, even to lead ourselves, even to have a vision or write a book or whatever God has put on our hearts to do. If we are holding ourselves in judgment from mistakes we've made in the past, we'll never be able to move forward. But if we can forgive ourselves, forgive whoever we're offended with, then we can move on. And that was a lesson I took from the endurance. That's so good. And what I love is you talk about um, these books and like I've read a lot of these books. There's some books I have not read and it's okay because you explain like, this is a storyline and this is what's going on with the characters. Don't feel like, Oh, I can't read the, the next chapter unless I read the book first. Like, you know, Jennifer will like sum it up for you. So you do not have to worry about it. Um, but it also like you tied into scripture. And then what I love is at the end of the chapter, you have different things that you write about. Like I love the beginning um the fear of being alone it was in chapter two and so some i'm flipping through the book some of the questions were um they're like journaling questions take some time to journal events in your life that have caused pain or made you doubt the love of god or even the love of your parents um spend time feeling the pain of those situations and cry if you need to tears are a baptism into new joy 
and write a letter from God to yourself. Let your pen flow with words of love and kindness from your heavenly father. So this chapter is like maybe 12 or 13 pages. And it's talking about, again, we talked about the pride and prejudice. And it's talking about that fear. But then you like, let's really zero this in. And those three things, I when I teach writing and when I teach about um, writing from your authentic core, these, this is exactly what I have them do is journal the events in your life and what made you feel unloved or what struggles did you have or how did you, is there something you need to grieve about your past? Because before we can get forward, whether it's writing, whether it's parenting, whether it's any of these things, we kind of need to dig in that core. And I love like that you start with that, like right at the beginning, but after each chapter, you're really having the reader pause and ponder these things. Well, like, oh, that was really interesting. I love how she tied that together, but what's like, oh wait, now I need to sit down and do this. And I think that is where the the change happens. The transformation happens when we don't just read to like, that was interesting, but when we start digging into ourselves. So talk a little bit about why that was so important for you. I, I love that you get that, Trisha, because I think it is hard. Sometimes us as homeschool Christian moms, we're like, we're just going to do it. We're just going to move forward. Or even, you know, even not Christian or not homeschool. We're just like, I'm just going to do it. And we keep pushing forward. But the problem is when we do not process the painful mm-hmm. events of our lives, we become bitter. And you, and, and my, my theory is that bitterness is what leads to craziness. Like you've, you've, mm-hmm. we've all seen an, an older person who just acts crazy and very um, self, um, almost self like uh, destructive, self-destructive. Yeah. You know, we've seen yes. that where they destroy relationships around them. They destroy. And I think that that comes from at some point in their life, something bad happened and they didn't take time to process it, to get perspective on it, to cry over it if needed. And so, you know, really, even though the reading aloud portion is important to me in the book, what I really want moms to do is to start working towards a restoration relationship with themselves and with God. Because when we fail to grieve the pain, forgive, take our thoughts captive, all of that steals so much joy. And we start out our journey as women or our journey as mothers with so much hope and confidence and joy. And then these little things, little mistakes or little disappointments, you know, for me, I had a child with a learning disability and then I had a child with an eating disorder. Those kinds of things just rock our world. But if we do not pause process the pain and let God speak to us or, or let, um, let scripture speak to us, then we do end up bitter and hard. And in my opinion, eventually crazy. And so I feel like it's just so I wanted young moms before they get to that point to have this warning. And you know, the Bible says, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, lest you give the enemy a foothold. And I think that's what happens when we fail to process the pain and let Jesus comfort us what we're doing is we're giving the enemy a foothold to harass us, to make us nuts. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when I always say like, if there, if you're having a reaction that seems like a more not a, a not typical reaction, like an overwhelming reaction when one of your child disappoints you, or when you feel like you've disappointed something, or when you're struggling with a certain thing, then like may, go back and see like where that comes from. And I think this is what you're doing when you have these questions at the end of the book. Like if I'll have, like, I feel like a disagreement with a friend and like, I like, I feel like I've disappointed her. I'll like, why am I so 
then I'm, then I'm like up in my head and then I'm upset at my kids and like what did, where did this reaction come from oh maybe because I'm a firstborn child and grandchild like I always have to be perfect I can't disappoint everyone I always have to have the house clean and the kids homeschooled and all the things and I have to stop and look at that was like these lies that I believed but this is not the truth of who I am and then that just helps you to process that so the next time when I feel like I've disappointed someone I'm like, I know that's like going over in my head, but I don't have to listen to that. I think it's right. so helpful. And I love that you use, use literature. One of the books that you talk about is The Hiding Place by Corey Timboon, which is like my all time favorite book. And as I'm reading your book, I'm like, why is this my favorite book? So I'm like pondering it now. And it makes just, again, whenever we're doing the right thing, which Corey definitely was doing the right thing, she still had to go through horrible situations. And her family members died. And I'm like, this is why, because it's so many times I think as a Christian, I'm like, I'm doing the right thing, God. Like, come on, make stuff easy. And God just reminds me through that story that even when things are hard, his presence is there and he can show up and do amazing things, even if it looks like the situations are horrible. So I'm so glad that you used that book too. Yeah, it's such a beautiful book just for the the grit that they exhibited, you know, and I love, I don't know if, if somebody else was writing this story, I don't know what they would have said about Corey, but the respect and admiration she had for Betsy mm-hmm. was so beautiful. And and watching the way Betsy was able to even be thankful in a prison camp puts gives us so much perspective because I think as moms were often like groaning about our husbands or we're groaning about our children or we're groaning about homeschooling or cleaning the house or whatever the job is in front of us. And yet Corey and Betsy in the most horrific of, ex- of experiences were able to have joy. And the reason I'm so passionate about us as moms learning to be thankful, learning to be joyful is that it says so much to our kids. Like when we walk around, you know, for yeah. me, I care about my kids. I was worried about my kids and my worry spoke to them and said, I'm doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. She's worried because I'm failing in some way. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't say to them, yeah. oh, mom loves me so much. So she's thinking about me. It says to them, I must be doing something wrong because mom looks unhappy. But when we can start to, to, you know, get down to whatever's causing us, because the core of it is that if we really know that God loves us, if we really know that we're safe with him, then we don't have to worry. We can be like little kids and just do our best to navigate, but not be worried all the time. But if we're not feeling that love and that safety, that God is looking out for us, that we can, um, you know, fear not for I'm with you even to the end of the age. If we are afraid, then there's some disconnect between knowing we're loved. And so it's something I'm really passionate about moms getting a hold of because our kids need to know that they're loved. Like they need to be able to grow up and know that somebody delighted in them so that they can trust that God delights in them. Yeah. And I think when we are, are, processing these things we're dealing with our past issues we're dealing with the trauma we are so much better moms to be able to just like relax I think so like all of us moms just need to take a chill pill and relax so much and just enjoy the days and I know um going from the stressful mom of we have to get everything done and the house has to be perfect and the schoolwork needs to be done to like okay so we're playing two kids are playing a board game three kids are over here doing that I mean just seeing the chaos and seeing the beauty in that and seeing that it's okay. And uh, yes, people can come over and my house isn't going to be clean. Like it's okay yeah. for us to relax and just enjoy the kids, enjoy the time um, yeah. and, and love and the time together. 
And this isn't being a wine mom and just giving up on everything. You know what I mean? I think that right. the moms who, who are like, uh, just I'm, I'm just going to drink wine all day and let them watch TV. I don't think they're having so much fun either. I think they are feeling just as much fear and they're feeling inadequate. And so they're escaping. Do you know what I mean? Mm, so this isn't yeah. about, um, there's not an option of either I'm a worried, afraid, uptight, perfectionist mom, or I'm a wine mom who's just letting it all go. This is something where we we let go of the fear and we let go of the apathy and we we choose to trust in God. We choose to be faithful in in trust and we choose to be faithful in joy because those are those are gifts from the Holy Spirit and they're also um, a command from God that we in, rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. So I think that God can empower us to not be that perfectionist, worried of tight mom and not be the apathetic and I'm letting everything go mom. Right. Exactly. And then just walk with him in trust as we're going through our day. And it makes things so much easier. Yeah. Um, one more thing. Sorry. And the, I think the key to being that trusting mom on the path is that we forgive ourselves daily. The Lord's prayer was mm-hmm. I, for, I for, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. So that's the key is that when we forgive ourselves and we're no longer judging ourselves for being too harsh or judging ourselves for being too lazy, whatever it is. We, we stay on that path because daily we say, thank you, God, for your grace. Tomorrow's a new day. I'm going to try again. Yeah. And, and yeah, I love that. I've had to like be gentle with myself. Like, hey, you're taking on a lot here. Like a lot is going on. I have like almost talk to myself in that yeah. way. Like, it's okay. Yeah. If you're going to eat a pizza tonight, it's going to be fine. Everyone's going to survive. The kids will be like, yeah, it's yeah. so good. That's so true. Now, what I love is that you share so many authentic stories. Um, when, I mean, I was also a young bride. I got married at 18. John and I have been married 32 years, 33 years. Let me think what year it is. 32 years this year. I, I'm like, oh, I can relate with this. And I can relate with this parenting part of it and so many things. But how hard was it for you to really dig in and share those authentic stories? So I remember when I first started writing, I'm like, I will write all about all these happy things, but don't ask me to write about that. Well, of course, now I'm kind of writing about all the harder and harder things. But what was it like to really dig in and share from your authentic stories? Well, I'm a big reader and I'm a big reader of Christian and non-Christian books. And I, I have felt a little bit disappointed in Christian writers who write a very shallow story, like, mm-hmm. you know, don't like give a lot of do this, do that, but not really a lot of story. And yeah. I, I really appreciate authors like Anne Lamott or Donald Miller, who, yeah. who give, who are a little more authentic and, and tell a little bit more of what is really going on underneath. And if I really believe I'm loved by God, I don't have to live in shame anymore. So if I spill my guts in a book, so that people feel seen and understood mm-hmm. and that they can relate. You know, it was, it wasn't a hard thing, actually. It was, it was maybe too easy. I I talked to my, I just picked up my adult son at the airport last night and I was kind of talking about how, you know, I had to get permission from a couple of my kids for yeah. stories that I shared, but you know, still I would never want to embarrass my kids, but I don't mind embarrassing myself so that moms feel seen. Yeah. And I think when we're able to share from ourselves and other people can relate to us because if they think we're just like we have all our act together we don't have any problems they're not going to listen to anything we have to say because it can't apply to them but when we share like oh like when I started reading like oh yeah I could totally relate to her I could totally get she's just like me and you just feel that relatability and then it makes you 
believe what the person's saying instead of like you have your perfect three little points and I can never live up to that and I can never have that type of life. It just it doesn't relate. So I love that you're able to share from your heart. And I've also had to get permission for some of my kids like, can I share this story uh, in my books, too? But I, I love that you're able to like share from your heart. My husband always says I, um, we don't have any skeletons in our closet because I display them on the front lawn. Right. Um, so, so pretty much. I love that you're able to be authentic and make it relatable when it came to writing your stories. Yeah. And I think, you know, the problem too, is if, if we just give advice and we're not honest about the struggles underneath, oftentimes moms leave the book feeling defeated. Like I can never be like that anyhow. So I'm not even going to try. And I really wanted moms to leave my book feeling hopeful yeah. And so what was it like? So um, having this finally like out there and like getting feedback and getting a response from readers when you, you know, work so hard, you have this vision that you're wanting to put inside these pages and then starting to get some of the feedback from others. It was pretty sweet. Like I, I, I worked hard on that book. I loved the stories. I loved writing it. And it was a love letter to, to a younger me, a younger mom who was mm-hmm. in the trenches. Um, but it's been so sweet to see the moms respond to it in the way that I hope. So, you know, every day somebody shares on Instagram, you know, that they're being moved by the book. And so it has been a wonderful experience to, have a book make an impact. You know, it's like, we want, we want, my work is to the Lord and not to people. And so you just, you throw it out there and you trust that you throw your bread on the waters, right? Yes. Yeah. But um, it has been sweet to see that people are um, get having hope through it. So. I love that. So are you working on something else? Are there yeah, more I'm things? Really, I'm, super excited. I'm, I'm writing a book right now about the, how, the practices of Christians in history can help save the world, the you know save modern families basically. Or there's there's a subtitle that we're working on, but it's also tied to stories. So it's tied to stories of Christian mm-hmm. women in history and some of their life practices that really created peace even in the midst of chaos. Because I feel like so many families are a little bit stressed by the world right now, but I do feel like we can look to the way. Christians in history have navigated chaotic times and have hope that we can be, uh, you know, light for Jesus in the, in the current season. I love, I love that so much. Like I will interview you again, you again for that book because I'm going to want to read that. I just love anything to do with history and stories. And I, I think we can learn so much by looking back at overcoming people, like people that have stood strong, who have, um, continue to follow God even during very, very hard times. One of my books is Prayers That Changed History, which is the, the same. I love, I love that. So I'm so excited about that. Is and that going to be out next year? Um, it no, it'll probably be the fall, it'll probably be 2024 because I turn it okay. in in 2023. But it's interesting because a lot of the younger moms, like in my homeschool groups and whatnot, they don't even know who like Edith Schaefer or Ruth oh. Bell Graham are. And so I feel also like this is my chance to preserve or continue to preserve. Cause I know like Tim Challies, I think wrote a book also um, about, you know, women, Christian women. So, but I feel like some of the younger moms are forgetting some of these heroes of the faith and they're, 
we don't have very many heroes now. Do you know what I mean? It seems like yeah. I was looking at some like Christian social media influencer ladies and they're, they're a little bit depressing, honestly. It's like, and so I think we still need to see that there are people out there who had a, a um, had a functional marriage or raised mm-hmm. children who love Jesus or, you know, some of these things that we think maybe nobody can do it anymore. Yeah, that is so good. Okay. So I'm super excited about that. Yeah. I love, um, Catherine Marshall's another one. Oh yeah. I love reading hers and like Tori Timby, which you already have in this book, but I just love that you're going to be bringing up these amazing women and then sharing their stories. It's going to be excellent. I'm really, really looking forward to that. Me too. Yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about is just tell us a little bit about peaceful press, because I think a lot of people would be interested and want to hear more about that too. Yeah. So the peaceful press, I started it six years ago I have a, I've been homeschooling for 25 and one of my children has sensory processing disorder and some neurological issues. So we've been doing a lot of like occupational therapy or Mm -hmm. um, some physical therapy, some neurodevelopmental therapy with her. And what I realized is that a lot of curriculum, even especially homeschool curriculum in the early years, you know, they, they teach math and phonics, but they do nothing for motor skills. And a lot of children are starting school with underdeveloped motor skills because maybe they do have a processing disorder or maybe mm-hmm. they do are on screens a lot or aren't having those motor skill activities. So the Peaceful Preschool was my first resource and it has fine and large motor skills integrated into daily phonics and counting activities that are also tied to beautiful classic picture books. So that was my first resource. And then I have a lot of, um, I had friends and family who are using classical conversations, which mm-hmm. is a great resource for just finding a community and some accountability, but then they weren't reading out loud to their children. Some of the beautiful books that I thought they should yeah. be reading. And so, and I, I love Charlotte Mason philosophy, but I, with a lot of children, I got overwhelmed with say Ambleside online, which is an amazing resource, but it takes a lot of footwork to pull it together. So I created a resource. Um, the first one was the Playful Pioneers. And you read through the Little House on the Prairie books. And then there's art and liter- um, like science and history living books and geography and recipes and crafts. Like everything was in one place so that busy mm-hmm. moms like myself or classical conversations moms would have a resource that would bring in the beautiful literature and the art and the poetry, but still give them time. Like it's a four day a week. It's very affordable. So I, I, I now have four of those resources. I'm working on the fifth one this year. Um, so it's just been amazing to be able to create literature-based resources that are affordable for homeschool families. And I'm, I, I love what I do. It's amazing because I love homeschooling. So, Yeah. And I love that you're taking literature and just showing, like, it doesn't have to be overwhelming. Like, we're going to read this book and we're going to do this hands-on thing or it's so I mean I just think there's so much richness in books and the fact that you could you're teaching moms how to incorporate that into their homeschool days um are excellent or even moms that don't homeschool I I read out loud to my kids at bedtime often and so my my 11 oh he just turned 12 my 12 year old son we've been reading through the little house series which I'm like I'm waiting for him to say he's not interested but I think he just likes me like hanging out in his room and reading to him. So he hasn't told me yet. So I love that, you know, even encouraging moms that may not homeschool, that they can also do this with their kids 
and read these great books. Yeah, for sure. One of my popular guides is a Christmas guide and it just pairs beautiful Christmas stories with some phonics and counting and art and crafts. And even moms whose kids are in school all day could do that as like a weekend resource or a fun little after school um, activity with their kids. That's awesome. All right. So again, the book is Mothering by the Book. It's excellent. So the subtitle is The Power of Reading Out Loud to Overcome Fear and Recapture Joy. Um, where can people go to find more information about this book and about you? Yeah, so motheringbythebook.com. You can order the book there, and there are a few freebies that you can get if you put your order number in. And then I'm also the peacefulpress.shop. And then I'm on Instagram at Jennifer Pepito and the Peaceful Press. So any of those places are awesome. But you could link Mothering by the Book and the Peaceful Press.shop. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer, so much for being here today. Thanks, Trisha. This is super fun. I loved it. Thank you for tuning in to the Trisha Goyer Show. I hope you received help and inspiration. That's what I'm here for. Now remember, if you would like to submit a question, email it to hello at trishagoyer.com and I can't wait until we connect again.